Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Nightmare Cinema and this is the first episode in our six episode slasher season which is obviously dedicated to the slasher phenomenon and it is a phenomenon uh, within the horror genre. So our episodes are going to be a little bit different going forward so um, yeah we've got some different features in there, some new talking points um, and over the next six weeks we're going to be looking at films such as A Nightmare on Elm Street, Switchblade Romance, Halloween, Candyman and Friday the 13th. Um, but before we go into the film that we're discussing today, John Dunn wanted us to think of a complete and definitive definition of what it is to be a slasher movie or slasher film. So I had a quick Google, and it is a horror film, especially one depicting a series of violent myths or assaults by an attacker armed with a knife or razor. But John didn't feel like that was complete enough. No, I no, I did. I just didn't want something taken from Google. Or Razor. Uh, yeah, what, what, who knows a slasher film with an effing Razor? Yeah, I don't. No, I, I don't. The Gillette Murders. Axe, Axe would have been better, maybe. Axe, Axe. Axe. Machete. Auto-corrected. Blade, bladed weapon. A bladed weapon. Is there anything else that you think you would like to add on to that? Um, not really, no. No. Gratuitous. It's just... Breasts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, gratuitous breast. And wild uh, stereotypes, often adhering to stereotypes. Often adhering to... Oh, you're typing it up? Yeah. All right, okay. And cliches. I haven't put the breasts in, don't worry. Well, we know you won't. (laughs) Never never put the breasts in. Never, ever. (laughs) Okay, I think that's a fair definition. Um, Okay, go on. I'd love to know where they get razor from. I don't know what that what that is. It is an odd choice. Um, okay, so we oh, are yeah. discussing 1996's Scream, directed by Wes Craven, who also directed A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Hills of Ice, and a plethora of other horror films, and written by Kel- Kevin Kevin Williamson, who created Dawson's Creek. He also wrote the adaptation of I Know What You Did Last Summer. And the faculty. Um, just a Kev- second. Are we just going to let that pass without comment? What? The writer of Scream created Dawson's Creek. Yes. I didn't know that. Well, wow. And I am shocked. Did you know Why the, wasn't you know James Van Der Beek in this? Probably because he can't act. Well, well f- um, <laughs> name more than Drew Barrymore in this that can. Eh, yeah, yeah. What? Eh, yeah, yeah. Less of that. Eh, yeah. So yeah, he did create Dawson's Creek. Um, the Kevin Williamson's Kevin Williamson's inspiration for the screenplay was based on the real life killer Danny Rowling, who murdered five university students in Gainesville, Florida, between eighty nine and ninety. Um, this film spawned three sequels so far, with a fifth just finished uh, filming. And a TV series with three seasons, which was absolutely awful. I like the I, TV series. You I, would. I, you would. I hated generation. it. And no, it was no, because I don't like Riverdale. And I didn't like the reboot of the Spree because I didn't have the talking cat. But I quite liked Scream. It was awful. 
absolutely fucking awful. Yeah, which was all right. Oh. Season three, where's the way? Hold on, they haven't done a season three. I don't think. I think they they've been planning it for like five years or something. They yeah, did yeah. A, a, a they did now they did a rubbishy little one off special which was rubbish. No, I'm sure. There's definitely been. Mm, three yeah, seasons. I think. Told you, ten episodes, three seasons of ten episodes each. Mm, anyway, well, you're wrong, but okay. Uh, this film also made the line "Watch your favorite scary movie in Mortal and Iconic." Um, everyone says that now, don't they? When they talk about horror films, obviously, because that's the first thing you want to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so. We asked some of you guys on our Instagram account what um, you think of Scream. Uh, were there any questions you wanted to ask? Or even if you just want to tell us about your favourite scene. So we've got some of those reactions here and I think John might have some as well. So Amanda and Jenny from Delilah Bug Vintage um, said that they sneaked in underage to the showcase to watch Scream. And they told us that their favourite scene is the opening scene, obviously, which is so iconic. And it fills them with anxiety to this day, wishing that Casey never answered the phone. Um, so let's take a look at that opening scene then, because whenever I think of Scream, that is what I think about, that opening sequence and Drew Barrymore's ribbed jumper and the telephone. Um, <laughs> so here, and that ringing of the phone and here saying hello begins one of the most famous horror opening sequences in the genre and probably of cinema in the 90s would you guys agree or disagree with that statement yeah without a shadow of a doubt it's it's what's above iconic if there's anything above iconic that's what it is super legendary, iconic mega legendary iconic. um the whole the whole premise of it it just is one one of the cinema's most finest moments. Mm. I think it's. I I don't think it gets more. Um, I don't want to keep saying iconic because I know I'm going to say that a lot during this, <laughs> but it doesn't get more iconic than that. The fact that it's Drew Barrymore as well, and it was her idea, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. She she was supposed to be Sydney, but she said, "Shouldn't I do this bit because it'll be more shocking if if you basically kill me off earlier." And, and I was nice. just like, I was just, and yeah, everything about it from start to finish. It's it's a, it's a short film in itself, and it's. It, it would... Can I ask how much of an impact was that watching it? Because when I was growing up with it, and I didn't watch it until mid two thousands. Because when did it come out? Ninety six. So I would have been three. Um, I so not knowing how much of a big star. Drew Barrymore was, you know, and having her killed off. So what, for the sake of me, can you name someone of equivalent stature today that it would be as surprising if they were killed off uh, early on, had it not been, you know, done done before? Absolutely any A-list celebrity. Um, okay, go on. Um, go on. Oh, my God, I don't know. Someone, someone like... Emma, Emma Stone, Emma Watson... No, um, someone good. Watson, nobody's asked if she gets killed. Everyone hopes in a she film, gets killed. In a film. <laughs> I'm not saying anything <laughs> to that. Um, uh, I can't... I, it's difficult, it, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, there's not really a comparison for it now because everyone's shy okay, now. Okay, Mar- Margot Robbie. 
Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but if she was in good films. <laughs> she's in a couple of good films. And even the films, the bad films she's in, she's good in them. Okay, I'll take your word for that one then. Uh-huh. Um, so there are some things, obviously, I picked up on here. Um, this whole opening sequence and the whole film is obviously a massive nod or several hundred nods to um, horror and slasher genre in particular um, throughout the whole thing. And there were some bits that I picked up on there, like the tracking scene at the very start uh, where she's walking from the kitchen with the videos. It's really reminiscent of the opening scene in Halloween um, where the same sort of shot is used. Um, There are loads of references in just this part to um, horror films like Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Friday the 13th, loads of different films. And like a little dig at... um, Wes Craven's legacy uh, of Nightmare on Elm Street where she says the first one was good but the rest of them sucked and she's absolutely right Um, they did I think it's um, going back to sorry what what John said before um, which is a note that I made about it which is something I love about films horror films especially is when they're they're very self-aware and I think that's I mean it's it's not just a self-awareness theme you get throughout the film it's um it's obviously it's very very much on the nose i mean mm. she 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 lists them and i think um there's a guy later on who also lists some other horror films and when he says the line you know what's your favorite scary movie he lists all the the, the tropes the do's and don'ts of, of horror films it's almost very much itself like a, a spoof but it still airs on the side of a real slasher a real film. film yeah exactly yeah, it's, it's brilliant and i obviously have you already mentioned the um we mentioned in the notes, we can edit this bit. You know, um, when you said the original title for it was going to be Scary Movie, mm-hmm. and that is very much on the nose. And then, obviously, that's where I imagine the later actual Scary Movie Maybe. spoof came from. But the thing is, I don't know about you guys, or it's just my age, and I, I watched them both close together. I had a hard time discerning making a clean cut between Scream and Scary Movie. You know, scary movie one is is Scream, and there are a lot of scenes to me that just overlap, and I found it hard to to pick them apart. I um maybe I'm, it's try, age. I'm it trying not age. to look at I'm trying not to look at Sean's disapproving face. To be honest, I can but feel no, I, To be honest with you, yeah, it's um it's that that's it's definitely what it is. Yeah, but, but what what I mean is. Sorry, um, that that bit where you know he, he lists the, the horror tropes. It's like you know, don't go off together. Don't say I'll be back later. Don't drink or whatever. I thought that was a, a scene from from Scary Movie One because <laughs> the the scream itself is so is, is so self aware, and you know it, it does yeah, it in but... a very ironic sense. So it's I'd like to say it's almost a, a, it's it's almost a, a what do you call it? What did we say? Metallica came. A parody of themselves it's almost a parody of itself and it is still on the side of being a, a very good slasher film is what i'm trying to say and hence why i got the things mixed up um you okay no, sean no i feel like i need to <laughs> lie down because yeah it is it is funny it is a funny film but it's mm. not it's not like virgin on the fucking ridiculous like no no but the, movie, there are because Absolutely are, no. the most horrendous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But this, there is are, how there are you, this is how you celebrate 
the horror franchise, not you don't take the piss out of it like Scary Movie did, and you don't write a shit story that the way that just just did in Cabin in the Woods. This has kept it scary, and I, I've never seen that done since. No, that's what I mean. But I think that there are times, and I'm not comparing the two in that way in terms of quality. But there are times in in screen where the veil is thinner than it would be for any other film where it verges on, you know, when it's meta, when it when it not comes close yeah. to breaking well, yeah, almost come close to breaking the, the fourth wall in the way and, and acknowledging yeah. what, what it is, but but doing it in a in a celebratory sense. And a clever that, way. That's that's it kind of makes me a bit sad that because you're not the first person that said that. And you're not it's not the first conversation where it's broken off and gone, oh no, when we're talking about Scream, I mean and they've gone, oh no, that was in a scary movie. And my heart just goes it makes me sad that fucking difference. One, one. I mean, they're both. I mean, I can't be asked with that scary movie, but I can see why people like it. But one, one is a is a benchmark icon. Oh God, I need a jar for that. Every time I say iconic, we're gonna put a quid in. But it, one, it, one is a legend, and the other one is a f- fucking flannel wank, basically. John language. And, I, but Can it I, is. It's a nothing that, no, film. It's a funny. It's a funny one and a half hours, and I get we, it. We we but, get one uh, show. So, okay. so that is two. Um, two. So do, yeah, because he said I'm not repeating it. Um, Flannel so, wank is one. <laughs> he said a naughty way. And that's mine. And we're back. <laughs> he said a naughty way. anyway, so do we think that this scene? helped the film to revitalize the slasher horror genre well yeah. i i was looking into that and obviously I, yeah it, it did help so i i was thinking when i was first watching this and doing a bit of research that it was sort of like, like the single-handed sort of thing and then i realized when blair witch came out three years later but i think Candyman came out four years before this mm-hmm. and i don't know if there were many sort of big not big budgeted but you know films that made a made a mark between 92 and 96 96 and 99 but but yeah so um it, it definitely helped i mean it's like you say it's it's it still feels very recent i mean mm-hmm. not a lot of not a great deal of films we do like the classic ones i will count this the classic one or uh, within my lifetime i mean this and, and blair witch really and you know so to make a mark and be called something iconic within the last 25, 30 years um, shows uh, how, how good it is. Mm, I agree. I, I, I genuinely, genuine, like seriously believe this. This is up there with the greatest sequences ever made. I am, I'm so serious about that. <clears throat> it's basically a conversation that they're having over the phone going, why are horror films so good? Why are scary films so good? Da, 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 da. And then it just goes, this is why. Because yeah, we're going to hang your boyfriend from a tree. <laughs> yeah, and then we're going to cut your heart out. And then, oh my God. And then, just to add it to the end, and mum and dad hear her dying at the, over the phone at the end. Oh my fantastic. God, I forgot about that. Absolutely it just, it fantastic. Just, it goes, it, 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 it starts off slow as, as every, every slasher should be. It builds up the tension all the way and it just brings you to this climax of absolute, just horrificness and that's how you do it 
That's why I can't really diss the sequels oh. because without without this, without everything that's in this, you've got you the, it, you've got nothing else, mm. and it's yeah, I, I I completely agree, and I don't think we like slasher 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 films are known for having really uh, throwaway characters, but also the the actors are not very good actors <laughs> um, because they're cheap and that's how slasher films mm. and a lot of horror films are made. But to have somebody like Drew Barrymore murdered <laughs> in the face. What was I saying? You minutes to the film. Courtney we Cox talking. as well. Or yeah. was she was that at this time was she not? She, it was a, it was a departure to the, to put her in it, wasn't it? Because she was yeah, just coming with friends, and yeah. to put her in a character like that, for, as a character like that, I thought it was really. I mean, well, she was she was still in Friends, um, and she yeah. did have to like not beg for the role, but try to convince. She still had a human face as well at the time. She did. Now she looks like a cat. Such a shame. Such a shame. Um, a plastic so, one. <laughs> So, I just wanted to have a little look at how, in what ways, did Kevin Williamson and Wes Craven subvert horror tropes and cliches throughout the film. So, um, this is not really a subversion, but sort of is at the same time, and we've we've already touched on it really, about killing off such a, a big actress like Drew Barrymore at the very start, which I, I read somewhere that it was a nod towards Janet Leigh in Psycho. Um, mm. because of how early she's killed in, in, in there. Um, I also noted that there are a distinct lack of breasts and sex scenes in this slasher film, which... Oh, John straightened his I camera. Thought you were, I, I, thought, I, thought you, I thought you were panning us down to some breasts <laughs> to, to even the score. You know, when I'm the most mature one at the moment, it's, it's, it's it doesn't bode well for you two. <laughs> Children no, on a school trip. That is absolutely true. There were no boobs flapping about. There's no sex scenes. And slasher films are known for that because it's all about teenage stuff. There's no, like, drugs. There's drinking at the end, obviously, because it's a party. Um. So what about... What, what, what bits did you pick up on in terms of subversion and, and subverting, sorry, horror tropes? What about you guys? I, um, pretty much what you'd mentioned um, when they when they kill, even though it's sort of now I'm older and understand the film, films in general a bit more, how they uh, killed off Drew Barrymore um, at the start. Whereas, you know, when I first watched it, I, I, I'd probably seen her in E.T. and then that's about it. Didn't realise at the time what um, what a big what a big star she, she would have been at the time. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's... You mentioned before Cameron in the Woods as well, and we know your sort of particular feelings towards that. Mm. Um, but I think that the films are pretty, a, a very sort of complementary to each other. They both say they both say very similar things. I think this think Scream is more of a, a celebration of horror than Cameron in the Woods is. Cameron in the Woods, I said, was like was like an anti horror film, where mm. Scream is uh, very much a, a celebration and a, like you say, a more successful subversion which they don't do in cabin in the woods uh so much they like you said they sort of, they just take the piss um mm-hmm. out of it um but obviously scream does it very well and um, i quite like the way that it, it 
it did sort of err on the side of the fence of still being a concrete, complete, unenjoyable um, horror film. I also think, you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it invented a genre in itself. Not only does it subvert the, the horror and then subgenre uh, of, of slasher, I think it's, it's the, the start of a lot of films that we got that tried to copycat it, which was basically a horror whodunit. Like, I can't remember seeing this sort of thing before. You know, with like with Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, uh, Freddy. Well, the original... We know... Fri- no, we don't. In the original Friday the 13th, we don't know who the killer is. No, no, sorry, we don't know who he is, but um, is is that when it's... Or are you referring to when it's Jason's mum? Yeah, the original one, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, spoilers. Um, so it's like, but, but during that film... <laughs> <laughs> do do we do we do we suspect it's one of the group? We don't know anything. We just know that people are just getting killed, and it's only the because, very end that you realise what what is actually happening. Because I I thought that this screen might have been the first film, which which was like a, a sort of you know a who done it, and you see a lot of them uh, yeah, fairly think, recently, especially yeah. since the two thousand since since screen that tried to copy it. So you know there'll be there'll be someone that 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 died. Um, I think that's a good point, then, actually, because I, I do think you're right. I think a lot of horror films are like, oh, it's such a person, he's escaped from an asylum, and this is what's happening. And um, Yeah, I think you might be onto something there, to be honest. Well done. <laughs> well, then, what about, um, I know what you did last summer, was that? That is one where you sort of think you know who it is. Um, but it's not, so it runs along the same lines. But that's based on a novel, and I'm not sure how old the novel is, if you know what I mean. So, mm, yeah, I remember hearing about that when I was very, very, very wee. So it's got to be quite obviously than that case. It's got to be very, very, very old. I remember that being more of a, like you know, like an urban legend sort of thing. Mm, that more of a novel. I didn't know that was a novel. Yeah. It was, um, yeah. And then we did. That's a good, a good shout, actually. Even though you did it unintentionally, we've got that film *Urban Legend*, which is also that very, was intentional. It was not. It was very aware I of watched, itself as well. Um, I watched that film when I was little. I can't remember what happens. Were there like two or three of them? There's only one, I think. There's one film. real one. The rest of them are no, straight-to-video right. knockoff crap. Yeah, I'd have to say that. Yeah, um, you are. So. I don't think it is the first, the first horror film that went meta and tried to look at itself in terms of a retrospective way because Wes Craven's New Nightmare came out a few years before that and it very, very much does that. Um, and I sort of wonder whether that was a basis for Craven and Williams to be like, Williamson, sorry, to be like, that is a good shout. Let's take that a little bit further. Um, I've, I've, have you seen Wes Craven's New Nightmare? No, so I have not. It's basically apparently you say it's you said it's good one. It is a good. It is a good film. Yeah. So how was the dream then? Best basically, uh, what happens is you are in the life of Heather Langenkamp, who is the survivor of the original Nightmare on Elm Street film. Um, so it's here in Hollywood. Um, she's not acting as much anymore she does like TV and then weird stuff starts to happen she's having dreams there are earthquakes her son's acting strange people are calling a house so there's the phone thing straight away um, and it turns out that 
because they've not made a Freddy Krueger film in so long, this entity that has latched itself onto Freddy in the films is breaking loose into the real world. And it, it's brilliant. It sounds awful, but it sounds it's so so good how they do it. It sounds so B movie that. Like well, so B movie. It's very good. Very good but film. You, you should check it out. You saying that there has absolutely convinced me it was the kind of blueprint for this now. Mm. Like I am completely convinced that was the experimental screen film. Cause I think the because Wes Craven is a director that learns from every film he's ever done, except in some cases, but he learns. And he's learned from that and he's done this. Mm. And I I you've got to respect him even more for that. Well, you should check it out anyway. It's a very good film. So let's do this really, really quickly. I just wanted to know, and we never do this really, we never talk about sequels very much, but I wanted to to hear how you guys would rate the four current films that we've got. So, John, do you want to go first? How would you rate them? I'd, I, mine's that simple. I'd rate them in the order that they were released in. Really? I think they started to descend slowly after that. You're never going to beat the first one. No. Um, Scream 2 was okay. Scream 3 was beginning to get a bit much. I saw it in the cinema. I don't know if it was 3 or 4. And I remember vividly there being a moment with Jay and Silent Bob in there. Yeah, that's three. Yeah. And I just went, I just, I, I looked at my girlfriend at the time and said, I want to go home. I've had enough. And then four, I didn't really take him properly because I was still pissed off at that. You should. Sure? Um, I rate, I, I rate them in that order. I mean, they're all watchable and, well, I think, but they do decline in quality. Okay. From one to four. And what about you, Johnny? I cannot remember two let alone the three and or four um i can only imagine that they decline in quality chronologically as things often do um Mm. so i I remember one obviously being good i think two was was still decent and then three and four i last watched when i was a a teenager alongside scary movies so it's like i didn't know what was good what was bad if it had tits in it i probably liked it Can I just ask you, Johnny? Can I just ask you? is not a swear word. It is. Can I just ask you? Maybe to you. Sorry, John. You know because you're a bit younger than us. Like a a bit. I I I don't know what what you like. It must be like for you for you to not have this in this film in your life as a, a a kind of benchmark moment, like. This, this to me is as profound, not as profound, but as profound as Jurassic Park, as some of the films I've watched that have really changed my life. That's how big this film is to me. And to, I think it's to, to my generation and Sean's generation. This was massive. This Ooh. was everywhere. It was, it was huge. Mm-hmm. We, we touched on it before. We single-handedly saved the slasher genre and it made it something. It's its own, it Scream is a genre now on its own kind of like take the, the the high high school slasher film and it made it like instead of being a laugh and a bit of a joke it, it's a serious it's an industry now and it's the, to me it's all because of this film this one film the thing the thing was because i had to look at them we had to go and find them and stuff retro retroactively scream got buried in with all the monsters that it had created Mm. if you get me it opened up pandora's box for a lot of shit 
and it got buried in amongst there. So any film, any good film that changes something does that though. Everyone's eager to copy the next big thing. Um, yeah. I just want to give you my rank, and you might be surprised. Oh, you might be very surprised. You're breaking up there. Did you say what <laughs> rank? <laughs> Not worse. right. Um, Scream, obviously. Scream Two, a very very good film. Not not superior to the original in any way, but a very good story and very gripping. Then it has to be Scream 4. And only for how they how they did that, because it was about remakes, um, Scream 4. And her, uh, Sydney's cousin, her character was psychotic, but amazing. And then it has to be Scream 3 last, because it was just... Have I, I seen Scream I, 4? I don't think you have, John. That you have to ask that question, probably not. I don't, I don't remember anything about it. The last thing I remember was like seeing that Jane Silent Bob, and I think I may have washed my hands of it slightly then. Right, I don't need, think I've seen Scream 4. You need to see Scream 4. Okay. Okay. Oh, Scream I, 4 was fairly recent, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a few years um, ago. Um, two, oh, was 2011. It? Oh, definitely haven't then. Yeah. Definitely haven't Sc- Scream 3 had Courtney Cox with the Bad weird haircut. Yeah, yeah, and in Scream Four, she she has completed her transformation to a plastic Catwoman. <laughs> so one of the lines that the film is really, really famous for is, "What is your favorite scary movie?" Obviously, and um, so we put this out to Instagram to find out what your favorite scary movies are. So we had a few replies. So Jenny Crosbow um, said that Halloween is her favorite uh, horror film. Um, she said it's just terrifying. The music, Michael Myers. Jamie Lee, and then it's just brilliant. Uh, Tony Hall said that The Descent was his favourite film, and I have to agree. When he went to the cinema, um, he'd not read anything about it and assumed it was a story about women stuck in a cave, which is also true. Um, But then, obviously, all hell breaks loose, um, and it becomes more horrific. So, John, I know that you had a few people messaging you with regards to this question, so do you want to let us know what a few people thought their favourite? Yeah, I was... I was actually genuinely surprised at just how many people responded. Uh, boys, we appear to have a fan base, so I'll just go through some now that's for you. Uh, well, that's up for debate, but anyway. <laughs> um, we've got uh, Matt Wiggins, our old uni chum, who just claimed Evil Dead. It remains one of the two films where I winced away from the screen and doesn't overly rely on jump scares to be scary. Don't awful. say anything about that, Sean. Awful, awful, awful. Let him have his um, opinion, his correct opinion. His um, opinion. Another if this wasn't uni- your idea to have this podcast, Sean, you wouldn't be allowed on it. You're like when one of the rubbish countries hosts the World Cup and they're automatically <laughs> letting it. <laughs> Listen, I just like good horror films, and I'm sorry, but The Evil Dead you, is not you, good. That That is not true based on the evidence of the past nine or however many we've done of this. <laughs> it is this is our 13th episode so it is John anyway, has brought more shit to our table than I have no I haven't I you brought have. more rambling to our table I think this Prince is... of Darkness is like <laughs> push that's where push and a load of safe films <laughs> yeah, Prince that's of Darkness true. is where three crap films definitely I, I want that to was a very Catamon's hard pigeon. struggle <laughs> I say I hated Hushmore, but Prince of Darkness was more a slog. I don't yeah. want to give you as easy way. films. I want to, and I, I quite like hearing your opinions because they make me laugh sometimes. <laughs> anyway, 
now we've yeah. just digressed on that little tangent. We've got another u- old union mate from Miami called Joy, who uh, no, really does know her stuff. Um, she goes on about old slasher films referencing Peeping Tom, which if you haven't seen it, go and see it because it's just fantastic. I'm not allowed to swear anymore. Sean censored me. Biography mm-hmm. of my life. <laughs> uh, she actually comes back to scream um, and she she says uh, unfortunately younger folks than me will probably have only seen scary movie before I think Johnny touched on that before yeah um, yeah let's avoid and, uh, that and it's it's yeah and it's it, it's it's a sad fact uh, another old mate Pete Stafford who really really knows his stuff about horror films uh, the original Black Christmas a lot of yes. a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of slashes in this sorority row pieces mm. um the Gilligans, Amy and Mike, wedding next year, though. Um, uh, Amy told me that Aaron and Mike had just been talking about this. So, so we talked about when we're off, when we're not on air or not listening to us. That's proper fanhood, that. Amy Maybe and Mike, they were just talking about the favourite films. Not no, us. they're talking about us, Sean. Oh, okay. Everyone talks about us. Um, but they, they, they're, they're fairly classic horror. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Ring, yes. Evil Dead, Hellraiser, It, Halloween. There's an awful lot of the, the, the classic slashes. Oh, and then she says Poltergeist, which is another brilliant one. Absolutely Not really into Saw or Hostel, because um, mm. Gore doesn't do it for them. And a lot of people have said that. Yeah. Um, Mike, Mike kind of agrees with it. Exorcist is on there as well. Woo-hoo! Uh, the one I want to point out, there's loads more, and I'm sorry if I haven't mentioned you, but um, Predator and Aliens was mentioned, Alien and Halloween as well. Um, the Haunting, which is kind of a... A, a different take on it, sinister, which freaks me the f out. Um, Love sinister. Raw. There's loads. Con- conjuring. I I like the Conjuring though. Has I anyone mean, seen the Conjuring three yet? No, no, I haven't. Oof! Don't waste your money I'm unless you've got a limitless card. Honestly, it's unlike you, I, not like I, no, I promise you. I promise. Yeah, it is I, the worst out of the the lot. I know it's going to be bad, and I've got a lot of time for Patrick mm. Wilson and Vera Farmer. And I like they, I love them films. I'll probably be terrified of it. I this, I, I really enjoyed them, but the, I mean, the, there was one of the Annabelle films I watched, um, one of the several, and it was <laughs> not one of the worst of franchise. One of the worst in the the whole horror genre. Of it. And it's a bit sad because they've taken it and then just like run and then yeah. the run. That's what they do with everything. Then this I I'll, I'll get back to this. I'll give you one more. Sorry, my sorry. friend. This is this is this is one purely for Johnny. Um. My friend Kelsey Hughes from work, she's absolutely lovely. She said, and I'm going to quote this, um, hush probably because it's about a genuine mute person and it's still clever enough to sort her, she's still clever enough to sort her own problems out. Johnny, what do you think about that? Um, I've just, just done Diver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just refer you to the, the, the previous or whichever episode. And I but maybe it's just me because a lot of people seem to enjoy Hush. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, don't I still, I still don't get your beef. Anyway, John, it. why I, don't I understand we, correctly your beef? Who was? Who were the dudes that knew what they were talking about there? Obviously, everyone has got their own opinion, but you said two yeah, brilliant, just alienated like ninety <laughs> percent of the family. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few. There's um, joy. joy. Joy does. She definitely yeah. does. And there was another um, guy. Um, Pete Stafford. He he is he is a horror film. Sorry, joy Pete. and Pete. Why don't you come on one of our future episodes? Not you don't have to do it together. 
but there's an invitation and, there. And Amy and Mike too, because they are kind of the horror couple. If you imagine one of those couples who like watch horror films together and love them and kind of dress up as Halloween, they have some boss Halloween parties. They dressed their two-year-old son up as Chucky once. It was great. Amazing. It was, it was that good. And that, invite, that invitation shit. is extended to you both as well. Um, so let us know when you can and come aboard. Let's have a little few guests. Come and them. argue over Evil Dead with Sean. It will so, be two Johnny. hours of fighting. <laughs> Johnny, what is your favourite um, horror film? Well, having had over... Are we lifting the veil on this to people no. listening? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Just give me a minute. Okay, we're going we're gonna to have to confess. So... We when we recorded <laughs> the part two of this podcast, it somehow deleted from my computer. So this is our take two. So uh, yeah. we asked we asked John four days ago what his favorite horror film was, and he couldn't give us an answer for about ten <laughs> and minutes. That was four days so, on, so we moved can't. on, and I've, I've got a feeling he's still going to stutter over this. <laughs> no, but, but I, I told you, I told you one of them when I got to it, and you were like, "Yeah." And then I mentioned the other one, and which started a, a chain reaction of. Uh, both of, of abuse and mirth um, and fact also, yeah exactly and don't you think it's sort of ironic how we were going on about terrible sequels when in reality we've had to do one ourselves <laughs> yeah. 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 It together. this is a so, remake this mate <laughs> so I said and, and I segue from that speaking of remakes my the, the scary film is um the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, yes. I think it was made in it's, 2003. It's a good call. It's a good call. Um, it's very strange for me to hear your reaction like that, Sean. I know you, and both of you, I know you like the film, but it seems to me from the outside, if we hadn't addressed it, that it's a film that you would hate. Because No, oh my God. For some reason, I just I just thought that you would you would hate it. I, I like because it he personally. hates every horror film ever made. That's what I it does. Well, I don't. I love a lot of horror films. Texas Chainsaw Massacre just does something that the original does not manage at all, and it, it's the tension, and it makes me feel physically sick watching it. And it's not because of the gore; it's because you buy into the characters straight away because they're also like nice, well, likable anyway in some ways. Um, and then <laughs> what happens to them is just absolutely horrific. horrific. And my stomach is in knots. The last time I felt properly like that was the first time I watched The Sopranos and I couldn't, like, my mm. stomach was in knots watching it, waiting for what was going to happen next. I, you're, yeah, you're I, says all the right things to me. Sorry, mate, go on. So I, when I was, I, it, it's scary to me because when I was, I was little, that was sort of like one of the first horror films um, I'd seen. And if I'd just seen it last year or something for the first time, I probably would have enjoyed it, but not to the same extent. It would have had an impact. Um, it's just that, like you said, it was, it was absolutely horrific, but it was it was quite real to me, even though it was mm. on a far removed, you know, it's thousands of miles away in Texas. Um, it was just like the, the fact that people sort of like this could could exist. Mm. Um, and, you know, the, it, like you put yourself, for some reason, that film, I just put myself right in, in that position. It was like, well, you know, what do you do when you're out there stranded, no way of getting back? Um, and you go to the, you know, you try and get, rescued by the the cops and obviously the cops the the fella is um the the patriarch of the family isn't it mm-hmm. and then you find out in the in the sequel or the prequel rather um that he you know he killed the cop and then he, he takes the uniform and that's why he has that and then um and also very impressive at that age and that that thing at the end where it's like um where, where it shows you 
you know, the, the footage and it's supposed to be found footage and it was mm. um, it's supposed that's, to be, you know, that, Johnny, that's, right that's not that your story. that's not your age though. Like a lot of people when you know, when it first came out, like my brother is one of them that thought that, that was actual real footage and I was like, no. So suggestible, it just just stuck with me. Mm. It was like I remember I don't know if anyone remembers years and years ago in the um oh no, you'd be sure you wouldn't know, John. In the World Globe, they had like and I'm talking like 15, 20 years ago, they had like these horror stories in the World Globe. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Um they weren't yeah, very good. Yeah, it was that Tom Slemon fellow, wasn't it? Well, we know what we think of him. Um, but anyway... Um, Tom, I apologise. If, if, if you're listening, listen. Tom. Literally, no, I haven't read any of his books because, obviously. Um, but then my flatmates read them all and it's like, there must be a ghost on every corner of Liverpool. There is, exactly. It's like, you must be able to move for them. Um, but anyway... That's why they're all... Uh, th- those got stories were like in, in there. In the globe and they scared me to death because it said it was a true story and i just took that as red because it was in the paper when i was about eight i remember once just like having vicious night sweats um when i was about eight years old and um absolutely terrified because uh, i thought there was a woman with a comb that was going to stab me in my dreams stab you with the comb yeah yeah or throw it like a knife hmm. that's pleasant oh yeah and also signs Oh. That's another good call. Excellent call. I mean, That's... it's a good, it's a good film. I like, I like science. That when that fucking alien walks past. Oh, it's gross, isn't most, it? One of the most. I don't understand why people don't talk about it more. It freaked I was... me out so much. I wanted to cry. I would look out my bedroom window every night and be absolutely petrified that there would be an alien like there was in sort of one of the opening scenes where it's just stood on top of the shed. I don't know why it hasn't affected other people like it affected me. Yeah. I was no, I, I'm completely with you. It's it's one of those films that's so. It was when he was um, actually a good filmmaker before he lost the plot completely and started making oh. things like the happening and the village and the fuck off and whatever. Um, it actually really works. It's it's the the suspense in it is just incredibly well done, and the the moments it it, 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 it properly freaks you out. It really does, and. If people if people don't like it, they're fucking lying for a start. If mm. people don't say so they weren't scared, it, it, it's just they're just jumping on a bandwagon because it's fucking terrifying that film. Oh, that's yeah, the thing really. I mean, there are like, some scary moments, definitely, but the hand through the door. Yeah, everything like oh, oh that's talking. And that, there's else. a lot of tension in that as well. The worst thing is when he slides the knife under the door and he's like trying to see what the thing looks like. Um, oh yeah. Oh god. It, like, let's not talk about this anymore. Let's so. John, nice what is your favourite scary film? Need I ask? Mine is, I'm a walking cliche, aren't I? It's The Exorcist all the yeah. way. It's, 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 I'm a bit like Mark Kermode on it. It's like, it's it's not only one one of the best, well, the best horror films ever made. It's one of the best films ever made. Yeah, it's great. just, it's it takes, it, we've done it before. You, everyone knows how I feel about it. It's, if it was a, if, if you could, I'd marry it. Um, it makes me so happy. It really does. I know it's a weird thing to say, but, it really does make me so happy. Everything about it is just an absolute joy and a delight. I and agree. It's got in it as well. One hundred percent. Okay, so um, so the last time we did this next section, you guys didn't have a lot to contribute, but we had a look at some trivia from the film. Why did you have to say that? They weren't to know. <laughs> you, you made us both dumbasses. Well, you you're not dumb. You just didn't do any research. Um, 
So, uh, Scream was originally titled Scary Movie. It was set in a Texan town, and Gale was actually called Gale Storm, which is horrendous. I'm glad I didn't know any of those facts. Yeah, Absolutely it's horrendous. I mean, the Texan town, imagine the look of the film if it was in Texas. It would have been completely different. I wonder if that was Wes Craven's influence, because he likes... Um, Things to be like a sleepy little town in like California, doesn't he? It's it's like his bag from the Nightmare on Elm Street days. Yeah. Before they moved it into fucking Ohio or somewhere stupid like that in one of the many, many sequels. In fact, it was the sequel made by that Rachel Talalay woman who I absolutely hate. Just for the fact that she made that film, bitch. Um, Say what you feel, Sean. I hate her. I absolutely hate her. I think she makes Doctor Who and shit now. Oh, well, there you go. Well, yeah. Um, okay, so Barry Moore, uh, Drew, not Michael, although they <laughs> did have swimming pools, was originally supposed to play Sydney, um, but she took the role of Casey as she wanted to shock audiences. And yeah, definitely fucking work because yeah, Barry Moore getting murdered at the very start of the film. Um, I think she was, was she not first billed in the film as well? Which adds to, um, that, adds to the shock. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. So Deputy Dewey was originally supposed to die in the film, but they liked David Arquette, and so they kept his character alive. And obviously, he's a staple now in the uh, entire series of films. Yeah, I know exactly. you Why do you not like David Arquette? What's the beef there? Because he's David Arquette. What's I wrong with him? There. He's a fucking pleb. He's just dead annoying. He really is. He's just dead annoying. <laughs> right. I don't mind. He's a wrestler I, now. He's an he's MMA a fighter, isn't he? He's... No, I think he's, he's he's not that tough. He's, he's gone to wrestling, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Um, last one, unless you've got more to offer. I doubt it. Sharon Stone was wanted for the character of Gail Weathers. And can you imagine having Sharon fucking Stone in Scream? I love Sharon Stone. Yeah, I that that to me is a much more attractive prospect because she's just... Do you think? Yeah, because... I mean, don't get me wrong, Courtney Cox works. She works well. But she 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 has to use the fact that she's Courtney Cox to make it work well. And it, she does pull it off. It's all right, yeah. But imagine if Sharon Stone had been given, like, free reign to do what she did in Casino. Ah, oh, that would have been amazing. She would have stopped. That's why she probably wasn't mm. in it, because she would have stole the whole film. Courtney Cox is amazing. She's great. Don't, I, I completely agree. Amazing. Don't get me wrong, but she relies on being Courtney Cox to do it. She does, does it very cleverly, and so doesn't. Oh, I think she does completely. I think. No, I think she doesn't. I think she she revels in the departures from a, a kind of other personas on on well, a persona. Who wouldn't? And who wouldn't though? Well, it doesn't matter because she did. She she's the only one that did. <laughs> and, and now, to say. imagine an actor playing a completely different role than they play. No, before. I'm not what talking about a completely say? different role. I'm talking about she seems to revel in the complete opposites of what a friend's character would do, and that's the bit that works really well. Whereas she's a bit of a bitch in this at times. She, you can see how much she's enjoying it and how much she's enjoying playing with it. But they're the only bits that I remember. I don't remember anything else. Everything else is just grey wallpaper up until these moments. That's it. Sharon Stone would have made everything would have made everything unique in every way. That, but that's no. just because she's Sarah Sharon Stone and she's that good. 
Oh, oh. they should make that. And, and now, and now Courtney Cox's face resembles the screen mask. <laughs> so, so it's all come full circle. Yeah, Courtney, she, I'm very she, sorry for Johnny. It's Denver. kind. Of, she's kind of. Yeah, if you're listening, she's kind of taken it as far as she can. Um, for me, um, and it's it's become like many other things in horror films, do a parody of itself. But that's just me. I still, yeah, but I still it, don't mind it. I don't go further than the fourth film, like so. Uh, third film, like so. It's kind of, and even then, I don't really take that seriously. Yeah, you shouldn't take number three seriously. I don't think. Um, number four is brilliant, and you definitely should watch it. Okay, so this next one, I already kind of gave you the answers when I sent over what we were going to talk about. <laughs> Let's do it anyway. Yay! Um, so, how many? references to other media are included in this film do you guys think john johnny do you want to take a wild guess? do you want to take a wild guess Unreason. johnny or do you want me to just uh i'll say three and then you can do the proper answer <laughs> well okay, you're massively wrong it's because okay. it's 50 movies seven tv shows four albums slash artists six celebrities and one artwork Fantastic. What a guess that was. Right. So very it's not for me. <laughs> no. You were wrong. No. That was very well delivered, John. He's only okay. had two weeks to practice. <laughs> <laughs> and, two, and two takes. Yeah. <laughs> so the next thing we're going to do um, is brand new for Nightmare Cylinder, but it is going to continue through the next few episodes, and it is our final Gale leaderboard. So what we're going to do is take a look at the survivors of this film. We're going to rate them uh, in order of how we like them, what they did in the film, that sort of thing. And then next episode, when we touch on our, our next movie, we're going to reorganize that reshuffle that with the survivors of then and then by the end of these six weeks we will have a fantastic looking leaderboard okay so here's our options we've got gail weathers um in a normal slasher film she'd have definitely been killed off because she's bitchy um she doesn't get the recognition she deserves as far as far as final gales go she puts up a lot uh, a lot of fights towards the end of this film and she doesn't just survive and she becomes a staple of this series Sydney Prescott is the survivor obviously um, interesting and tragic backstory she does fight back which is really good as all final girls good final girls should do and she does end up killing both of the killers in the end and then we've Spoilers. got <laughs> Deputy Dewey Riley He's absolutely awkward as anything. John doesn't like him, but he does survive. I like Jerry. I just hate David Arquette. Silly man. And he he does provide comic relief throughout the film and definitely earns his spot in the Survivor group. Okay. So, John, I'm going to come to you for your top three. I remember this being quite controversial, but mine is from three to one. Gail Weathers is three because I don't give a shit about her. Um... Dewey Riley just about gets in there because he is actually, even though he's played by an utter moron, he is actually a really good character. But and this is where this is where I kind of you baffled me in take one when you said that the film wasn't really about Sydney when it just ah whoa 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 those were not my words. What did you say? I, I didn't. That I didn't, can't remember. That didn't sound right. <laughs> those were not my words. She's not the main. 
She's not the main. No, 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 no. You said she was the main character, and I made the argument that I don't think there is a main. Character ah, that was in it. Yeah, that film. was it. But I, I, again, I completely disagree with that because she is mm-hmm. the main character in this film. Every she's single... the main character. There you go. The voice of God has just descended. Mm-hmm. It's just everything around this film is localized and centralized on her. She is, without any shadow of any doubt, the main character. They're all, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're all big players in the film and they're all really important and the characters themselves are all really good. Just because I have problems with the actors doesn't mean that I take anything away from the characters because don't. if Neve Campbell didn't make the craft, I probably wouldn't like her, but she made the craft, so it's okay. <gasps> love the craft. Love, love, love the craft. Johnny, what about your top three? Um, mine was, um, we put Officer Doofy in last. Okay. Um, and then, and then we put um, Carl Weathers in second, and then Sydney Poitier first. <laughs> Still funny, even in that's correct, isn't it? Because um, Sydney's the the main character, and um, why did we say Dewey was a final girl again? Only because he lives. Oh yeah, but so did loads of people. Oh my God! The people who left the party—he's not one of the core group, though, is he? It, yeah, Come on. most of the Come core on, group were either killed or killers. Yeah, yeah, but he's—I think—I think you're being a bit too inclusive in the the, the final. I'm girls. not. He's one of the main. Characters. Oh, oh he definitely is. Like he definitely, definitely is. Even if you are men allowed to be final girls, of course they are. Twenty twenty one. Twenty first century. Do what we want. Don't turn us around on me. <laughs> Okay, so mine is Gail. Is <laughs> number one, Ooh, I think. Controversial. Fantastic. Number two, Sydney. Number three, Dewey. Okay, so we need to sort this out. Okay, so we've got two votes for Sydney in first place, so she's going to have to go there, unfortunately. Without fact. Uh, we've got a... I think Gail is number two, is second, because she's all over the place on our votes, but... Yeah, I'm gonna to have to put her a second. Oh, um, where did John? Where did John put her last? Last, yeah, like an idiot. Correctly last. Um, and you put. And does that mean just she must average second then? Yes, I think she does. Yeah, and then we've got Dewey in third, which is fair play to him. Um, okay, so our little leaderboard at the moment is Sydney Prescott in first place, Gail Weathers in second, and Deputy Dewey Doofy Rylas. Riley, Riley, Riley. Okay. All right. So I just wanted to round this episode off with a small conversation around the upcoming Scream 5. Um, I didn't want to go into too much detail and I wanted to assure people that we've not researched any spoilers or watched any footage online. Um, So... The biggest, the, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is it's not actually called Scream 5. They've called it Scream. Um, and the last time this happened, to my absolute horror, was when Jamie Lee Curtis agreed to make Halloween um, after 40, 40 years after the original and completely wipe out all of the sequels, including all of the sequels that she herself starred in and the absolutely tremendous Halloween H2O. So what do you guys think this means for Scream as a franchise? Um, 
would you like my honest opinion? I do, yeah. It's fucking dead. I think oh. that they're going to be in desperation they've done this. Um, it says here on IMDb, I'm quoting IMDb, a new installment of the Scream horror franchise, which means it's just going to do its own thing. It's not going to continue anything. Although I have heard, I think we touched on this last time, didn't we? Somebody said it was a sequel and someone said it was a reboot, didn't they? So... If, if but didn't didn't Courtney Cox say yeah it was Courtney neither. Cox said it no yeah, Courtney was yeah so Courtney so, said it was neither so my so we so, my my well, question is if you've got three different parties involved with the film saying different things why aren't you coming out and telling people what it is and the answer to that is they don't fucking know and they don't fucking care they just know it's going to put a lot of change in their pockets which it will or it will they want or they do care. And they just want you to be surprised when you go to the cinema or horrified. I, I, I would like to live in a world where that was true. Unfortunately, I don't. I live in reality. and You live in John's world. The, well, it's, it's, it, John's world isn't reality. This is the one I live in is. Um, but it's just, it's just not that. I wish it was, but it's not. I, I fear for this. I would like to be present, pleasantly surprised. And it does something that we've never seen before. It goes down a whole new avenue. But... I don't know how that how it can't be a sequel. It can't be a reboot when it's got the same characters in it. Um, it's like mm. thirty years on, fucking twenty years on, or something. And I, I, I just I think it's just my imagination running wild because I don't know how they're gonna do it. It might come back and be something wonderful. Doubt it. But it's got two directors as well. It's gonna be shit. It doesn't matter. Mm, two directors is a bit concerning, yeah. isn't it? Well, it's the fact that you've got you've got contradicting opinions, um, like statements coming out from, from from people involved with it. No one really knows what's going on. The the studio itself and the directors haven't said a word about it, which means they're ba- basically hacks getting paid to do a job. It's not a passion project of theirs. It's not they're not developing it. They're not they're not responsible for it. Um. It's just for me. It reeks of cashing. It just stinks of cashing. Um, I hope to God I'm pleasantly surprised, but I know I won't be because nothing nice happens to me. I think the, the the fact that this is mired in the complete unknown and not in a good way either. It's it's not unknown that you can get excited over. They haven't given you glimpses of like this like uh, stuff to get you excited. Like a little promo shot of the screen mask with a knife sitting on it. Uh, you'd, you'd send. I mean, this is a beloved franchise, isn't it? People can love this film, these films, and it just seems like it's getting the hack treatment now. Like it, it's basically just a signal saying we want your money. And mm, I'm not convinced by what you're saying. Um, well, that's a surprise. I'll uh, I'll have to reserve judgment until I actually see it, and I think that maybe should be a nightmare cinema. Uh, cinema date. Yes, I, I, I love that. I'm not, I'm not saying this is what it's gonna be. This is just what I fear that it's gonna be. Um, I, I hope I'm wrong because even, even me, who, let's face it, doesn't like many things in the world. I think Scream is just brilliant. I think it's a, a brilliant homage to slasher films, and arguably, it, it's, it's, it's a homage which is better than all of the other slasher films out there, and. I don't think that's ever going to get be done again, but that's why these things are dead precious to me. Especially if you called it, if you if they made Stab the film Stab, then I'd I'd 
that'd be Sam and me, but because they put that name on it, it changes everything. Mm. Sorry, I, okay. ran, I ranted again there. So. Johnny, I know. Johnny, have you got any opinions on that? It'll be garbage. <laughs> okay. It's not going to be signed. <laughs> I'm going to reserve judgment on that. I think it'll be okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. There is one thing that I will love if they bring KB from um, Scream 4 back. She was supposed to have died, but in a horror film, if there's nobody, then, you know, all bets are I off. don't know which one KB is. Because you're on Scream 4. I'm going to watch Scream 4 later, actually. I guarantee you, though, I, watch. I guarantee you, though, when this, when this film comes out, we're all going to go and see it. I mean, I, I'm yeah, fearing yeah. the worst. Johnny seems convinced it's going to be shit. You're reserving I'm um, remaining three, hopeful. Three, three different... We're all going to go and see, we're probably going to see it together. Um, yeah, we'll have uh, to. And, but that's the, that's we'll that's to. what this that's what that name does. It's, it sells. It does. Um, it does. Okay, so let's go for a vote. Um, so, John, Nightmare Cinema, Certified Nightmare, or Stay for the Popcorn? It's all the way, Nightmare Cinema. It's, it's as I said, Dan, it's... Uh, Tribute, homage, letter, love letter to slasher films of the past that, for me, is the best slasher film out there. I really, really mm-hmm. rate it. I think it's fantastic. Not so much the sequels, mm-hmm. but then the horror film sequels always get lost, but that it is. It's all the way. Excellent. Johnny, what about yourself? Yeah, it's out there on its own. Um, it's obviously nightmare cinema. Um, I, uh, I really enjoyed it on the rewatch, especially having not seen it for a while mm-hmm. um, and being able to appreciate it. Yeah, it is wonderful. Okay, thank you. Yep, absolutely agree. 100% Nightmare Cinema. What an exhilarating ride. Love, love, love. Okay, so all that is left to say is thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the new format of the episode and hope that you'll check check in on the slasher season that we've got coming up okay so thank you so much for listening um please give us a, give us a like or a review or a follow on our instagram um thank you peace bye yeah bye <laughs> goodbye until bye. next bye, time bye, 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 bye. <laughs> mm.